Welcome back to What the Hell Just Happened with Chuck. And Beth. How are you? I'm amazing. How are you, my friend? I'm doing really good. Good. How was your week? It was good. I got over my uh, my debate being able to actually sit through a full <laughs> one since the Reagan era. Yay. Proud yeah, of myself. I, I heard there was a debate last week. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have any uh, big plans over the week? Do anything fun? You had a sinus infection last had week. Had a sinus infection, yeah, but that was no fun. No. Just working out, taking care of my dogs. Hanging out. Yeah. And you? I spent the weekend in San Diego with some really great friends. um, Nice. It was a really good time. Yeah. Good. It was fun. Um, So let's jump in. Let's talk about this crap. Yeah. Let's do it. So the debate, let's just, we'll just jump right in. Come on. This debate was uh, a whole lot different than the first one. A lot. And I think if I, I don't want to pull from any one media source, although I don't think that they do it effectively, I do like the Fox News fair and balanced logo or slogan mm-hmm. i don't always think that they're fair and balanced but i like it and i'm going to try my hardest during you know our time together to do that okay and i want to start by saying that had we been recording during that first debate i would have tore trump up because i think he was a complete asshole during well i that told entire you debate. i only made it through the first eight and a half minutes of it yeah and i couldn't take it it's like nope yeah and i was, didn't even I had recorded it and watched it the next day. It's like, no, I can't do it. Yeah, it was hard to watch. Um, and he just, he made a fool of himself, in my yeah. opinion. He, he let Joe get to him. Like, he just took him totally off of, which is Trump-esque anyways, right? He's just going to shoot from the belt. Yeah, I mean, I think he was trying to, I think his strategy was to throw Biden off in the yeah. first debate. And I, I think that after watching Biden for the last year and a half, that Biden throws Biden off. And yeah, so easily, <laughs> I don't think Trump needed to do that. Um, and he showed that this debate. I think that if this debate was the first debate, that the national polling would look a little bit different than it does right now. Mm-hmm. So I, I wrote down some kind of general observations about the debate. Um, before we <laughs> before we get into the topics and some of the things that they said, just kind of some general observations I made. So let's start out with the moderator. So the moderator, Chris Wallace, who is one of the most respected journalists. That was in from the, the first country. one, right? The first so one, the yeah. The first one, yeah. He got tore up. He did. People did not. Everybody blamed Wallace, right? Um, because Trump was an asshole. Well, yeah, because every the next day in the news, or even that night, I'm assuming it was that night since I didn't watch it. But the next day, everyone was saying uh, Trump was debating Joe and the moderator. Yeah, that wasn't my impression, and it might be because I really like Chris Wallace. That could be. I, I could have a little bias there, uh, but I don't think he did a bad job. I, I, I'm gonna keep going back to Trump was an asshole. In the first debate, like that. Yeah, but just because he was an asshole doesn't mean you can't be professional in moderating a debate. I don't know that Wallace wasn't professional. I think that you walk into a situation for mm-hmm. 90 minutes, mm-hmm. you have very, very, very specific rules about mm-hmm. what is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And none of that happened. But in the comparison of the two moderators, the person who moderated the second one and i'm so sorry her name just escapes my mind she had more control of what was going on than i think chris wallace did yeah so i disagree wow although i don't think she ever lost control i don't think she had more control what i think happened was uh the candidates came in with different behavior Hmm. and and that was 
probably a couple reasons for that. So Trump got beat up in the media. He got beat up in the polling. Like he did not win that first debate, no matter mm-hmm. how many times he says he won it. He didn't. Uh-huh. He came in with a different demeanor. Mm-hmm. Although the mute button was a threat. Yeah. They did mention <laughs> after the debate that I, I don't even think the mute button was ever used. I don't think it was either. But the two minutes of uninterrupted initial answer, I think, was effective. Mm-hmm. It, it gave them the chance to say exactly what they had to say for the first two minutes, and mm-hmm. then an actual debate happened. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that had... I don't. What I wrote down was the moderator wasn't any better or any worse. Oh, see, I thought she was a lot better. Interesting. Yeah. One of my other observations was clear definition of lifetime politician versus a non-politician. Yes. Um, I think that Biden used pre-planned one-liners. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had little catchphrases that he was using, you know, trying to have a drop the mic moment. Yeah. Didn't happen, um, Joe. And didn't yeah, happen. it didn't happen. And, well, and Trump ex- doesn't play that game. No, he doesn't. With the exception of Joe telling everybody he was going to get rid of the oil industry, which was a total different yeah. drop than what he was yeah. expecting. Yeah. That was the opposite of a mic drop. Yeah. Well, it was a mic drop for Trump without Trump having to say yeah. anything. <laughs> yeah. I also, uh, I also had that the mute button worked, just the threat of it, because again, I don't think they used it. Mm-hmm. And then the general theme of the entire debate was, you've been here 47 years and you haven't done it yet. Why are you going to do it now? That's a great question. I mean, it's a great line. And Trump used it over and over and over. Mm-hmm. And not to the point that it was non-effective. He used it exactly where he should have used I it. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Every he, time he that used he, it effectively. Every time Biden talked about what his plan was going to be, well, why haven't you done that? Yeah. You've been here for 47 years. Yeah. So they had predetermined topics mm-hmm. that they were questioned on. Um, the first one was COVID. Yeah. You know, the, the dreaded virus. Yeah. The, the, question, <laughs> the question was, what would be your plan from here on out? Mm-hmm. Trump talked about a vaccine being close. Yes. He he probably oversells the vaccine and therapeutics a little bit. I, I I question sometimes how much knowledge he actually has about this stuff. Well, um, considering he's had it, you and I have not. He probably I'm gonna tell you he's got more knowledge about it than I do, just firsthand knowledge. Um, and the fact that he's been through this therapy that that he's talking about. Yeah. And he does say that he learned a lot when he was in the hospital and when he had it. Yeah. The problem is COVID started in February and he got it in September. Yeah. So if he learned so much about it in those two days that he was in the hospital in September, Mm -hmm. well, a couple of things you have to think about who's advising him too. how many times has that changed? How many times has the advice that he's been given changed? Sure. Wear the mask. Don't wear the mask. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And and that was um, when they questioned him about Fauci. Yes. You know, that was one of the things he said. He So he here's where Trump loses people. Okay. He says things like, I think it was a couple of days before the debate, he says things like, Fauci's an idiot. That's not the right way to describe Fauci. <laughs> he may disagree with some of the things that Fauci did. He may disagree with how Fauci yeah. handled some of it. The, the man is not an idiot. And he shouldn't be portrayed that way. Mm. You know, so when he gets questioned in the debate, you know, why did you call him an idiot? Mm -hmm. He shouldn't have to be defending that. He should have said something along the lines of, even Fauci didn't know what to do. 
He said, put mask on. Then he said, don't put mask on. Then he said, put mask on. But that doesn't make him an idiot. That means it was a novel virus that nobody knew anything about. And we were learning as we went. Yeah. But then, so put yourself in Trump's shoes. And, and I'm not agreeing with him saying anybody's an idiot, especially somebody who's as intelligent as Fauci is. They call him an idiot. Basically, without saying the word idiot, right? Well, you never did anything. You never took responsibility. You never caused basic panic in the United States by telling everybody, oh my gosh, we should probably do something about this. So I think his defense was, hey, this is the guy that I'm listening to, and he's an idiot. Yeah, but I think they can take the higher ground because they didn't use the word idiot. Mm. Backs him into a corner every time he runs his mouth like that. I wish he would just stop doing those things. Mm -hmm. You can be critical of somebody without falling back on his his comfort level, which is name calling, which yeah. I grew out of that when I was 12. So I wish he had also. <laughs> I would agree. But I think that that's just his demeanor. That's Sure. I mean, he can be a wise ass yeah. without calling one of the most respected doctor in the country an idiot. Yeah. He's clearly not an idiot. You know, that's my opinion. But so Trump was talking about when he was asked the question, what's your plan? He was talking about the vaccine therapeutics. He was talking about the military distribution of the vaccine once it's ready. Which I really appreciated like him just breaking down like we're ready to go. We've put these military men who've done this for years in charge of the distribution and, and getting it out to everybody who needs it. Yes. And I thought he had a pretty strong answer. I Absolutely. mean, I thought he opened the debate fairly strong. Mm-hmm. That's not saying I agree with everything that he's done in regards to COVID over the past six months, but he he had a more laid out plan because Biden's answer was <laughs> we should encourage mask wearing. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a new which one. I'm right? sorry. I, I thought, thought we were, we were. doing that. Mm-hmm. We should do rapid testing. Yes, because you can't drive by a CVS or a Walgreens or anything without seeing the lines now. I had, it was like I had never heard the term rapid testing before. Right. And he says the very famous, very overused Washington insider phrase, he wants a comprehensive plan to open schools safely. He didn't tell us what that plan was. No, but he wants it. But he wants it. Mm -hmm. He's probably going to start a commission so they can figure it out. You know what? I... I bet it is. Yeah. Yeah. A plexiglass one. Yeah. Yes, because that was another part of his plan. Mm -hmm. Um, Plexiglass in restaurants. Yeah. Which... Because, yeah, that's what people want to do. And it's already happening. Well, that's a shame. At a lot of restaurants. That's a shame. There's plexiglass. Biden's ultimate answer was mask, rapid testing, this comprehensive plan for schooling. Mm -hmm. And then he said, I will make sure we have a plan. So I just he's think, had just as much time as Trump has to sure. come up with a plan. Yeah. I really think that when you are going to be a participant in a presidential debate, mm-hmm. that the people, the American people are ready to hear your plan yeah. so we can make a decision. Yeah. Not that you will have one. No. Not that in three months, depending on how everybody votes, then I'll sit down and figure out what that plan right. is going to be. Yeah. Because... Yeah. All of us out here want to get on with our lives. Yeah. yeah. And that's pretty upsetting to me. Um, you know, again, that's a normal Washington thing to do. It is. I'm going to have a plan. Yeah. Don't you worry. I'm all over it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, 
I specifically was thinking he has no defined plan Mm-mm. and he hasn't given one. No. And the only suggestions he gave are everything that we're already doing. So he, he yeah. rips apart Trump for the way that he's handled COVID and then s- tells us that we should be doing all the things that we're doing. Exactly. Which damned if bizarre. I do, damned if I don't, because you berate him because he didn't act quick enough. Yeah. And then when he did, well, you have to have a plan. Well, right. everything that you just said is what I've already implemented. So, yeah. yeah. So then they went into shutdowns mm. and they started talking about what should we be shutting down? What should we shut down? When should we shut down? Trump wasn't as strong in this answer, I didn't think. He he kept saying, well, Joe's going to shut down the entire country. That's all he's going to do. He just wants to shut everything down. Yeah. If he had been as clear and concise with opening everything up as he was with the vaccine, I would say that he was much more prepared for that part of the question. Yeah. My problem with Biden's answer to that, though, was <laughs> we started getting the lifetime politician, I've debated 400 people in my life yeah. type of answers. Mm-hmm. So somebody wrote a couple of lines for him to throw in during yeah. the COVID conversation and he got him in. Oh, he did. Um, at one point Trump had said, look, we're learning to live with this virus. Now the way that I interpret that particular saying is not, we're learning to live with it. We're going to stop doing everything. We're not going to do anything to try to fix it. Right. But he's saying we're learning to live with it in the sense that if we go out in public, then keep distance from each other. Wash exactly. your hands. Like do the things that we've been telling you to do for six months. And we're learning to continue our lives knowing that it's there. Right. And Biden's response was, oh, we're not learning to live with it. We're learning to die with it. Yeah. <laughs> Which I- what did he say? There was some point when he said, we're getting ready to enter in the most darkest winter. The dark winter. The dark winter. Yeah. yeah. Well. It was like Game of Thrones live. Exactly. Winter is coming. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. I didn't even think about the that. The dark winter. Yeah, the dark winter. Well, and you know, another thing I wrote down under my general observations was fear mongering. And they both Huge. did that. They did. They uh, both did it at so different they, points of the debate. They did, but I felt it more from Biden. Like, if you don't elect me and if I don't come up with this, tell you this secret plan that I have, it's going to be horrible. Like, yeah. if you leave him in office, 200,000 more people could possibly die. Will die. <clears throat> will die. Not possibly. Yeah, You're right. they will. You're right. They're they will. They're going, they're going to die. Yeah. I saw a commercial, a Biden commercial on TV a couple weeks ago, and it was a doctor. Mm, I've seen that commercial. Although, I don't know if he was an actor or not, but... No, he's a doctor because I Googled him. Because okay. I wanted to know, is this really a doctor? So he said, it's inexcusable that we are six months in and we don't have control of this virus. Hmm. And I thought, how irresponsible of a mm-hmm. doctor to get right. on TV and to say such a thing. Because I think it's been about 150 years and we don't have the flu under control. Thank you. You don't even a um, cure for cancer that all this money is going to? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it took 30 years to even, or 25 years to get effective therapeutics for AIDS. Yeah. I mean, we're six months in and talking about a vaccine within six months. Yeah, I mean, that's amazing. Trump's, Trump's saying we're going to have it by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, but if he's saying by the end of the year, that probably means six months. If we go another six months, we're only a year and two months into this. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be a vaccine already. Yeah. I mean, that's that's pretty incredible work by these companies. Yeah. Well, you have to think about the process that goes through getting something like that approved 
too, right? I'm sure everything else gets halted by these four companies that he mentioned that are doing great, which by the way, I thought was excellent on Trump's part to name Johnson and Johnson and the other three companies because, you know, what a better way to start boosting your economy by plugging those people, which side note, somebody might want to invest in them. But anyway, (laughs) so you have to go through these companies have to do all this testing, they have to get everything right, then they have to go through the FDA, get it approved. And usually that's a long process. But when you have the entire not just country, the entire world waiting, I'm quite sure it's going to be faster. Yeah, than the normal process would be. Trump's strongest response during that portion of the debate was nobody knew what this thing was. Yeah. And when I look back, I remember saying when this all first started, mm-hmm. how can you blame him for anything? Yeah. Yeah. Nobody has gone through this in a hundred years. There's, mm-hmm. I mean, there's very little precedence to talk about this. You know, Biden keeps bringing up H1N1. <laughs> That's Which, probably not really good for him to bring up, by the way. It's interesting. It, it's interesting that he's so willing to talk about that. Right? And First I'm really, th- really surprised that nobody has called him on just that alone. Like, if you look at the numbers, just go to their websites, go to the World Health Organization's website, and look at the difference between the numbers from H1N1 and what's currently going on. Total difference. But there wasn't this panic. There wasn't this oh my gosh, we have to shut everything down. Yeah. Well, so H1N1 was much less lethal. Mm. A lot of people got it, but not a lot of people were dying. Hmm. And it's really, it really is death that gets our attention. Yeah, that's unfortunate, right? So I'm going to have to relook at that because... Hmm. I must have looked at that incorrectly. But yeah, I'll, I don't... I'll look at it again. And I could be wrong. But I don't think... I don't think... Um, that the death from H1N1 was the issue, but a lot of people were getting it. Mm-hmm. The thing that um, is very interesting to me, and this is verifiable, I, I have read about this separately, is Joe Biden's chief of staff publicly has said, yeah, everything we did for H1N1 was catastrophic. Yeah, we and did who was in charge of that? Everything wrong. Joe Biden. Joe Biden was in yeah. charge of that. But he has a plan, or he will. He will have a plan. Yeah. Hey, um, so Beth, I don't know if we've mentioned this to our viewers yet, but we have a Facebook page. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, so look us up on Facebook, um, What the Hell Just Happened with Chuck and Beth. Please like the page. Yeah. Uh, let's engage in some conversation. Yeah. Um, we actually had, I, I posted a few things during the week, and we had some really good um, interactions with we some did. of our listeners. We did. I'd like to see a couple more. Like, yeah. don't be afraid, people. We're not... Yeah, talk Trust to us. Me. Yeah, there whether every single comment that was made this past week, um, I liked the comments and I interacted. Whether you are pro Biden, pro Trump, mm-hmm. or or whatever your views are, mm-hmm. um, it's just about dialogue and it's about being nice and respectful. To yeah, people. because if you can't come to the table and just have a decent conversation, we're never going to get anything solved. Agreed. Yeah. So check us out on Facebook, and we look forward to interacting with you that way. Yeah. Um, so let's jump into the next. Um, the next topic of the debate was national security. Mm-hmm. And the, the first part of national security, they talked about election fraud. Oh, yeah. And I need every Democrat in the country to hear this. Stop with the Russia, Russia, Russia. Oh, please. I mean... Can I just like just voice my opinion on, on this whole thing? When it first came out with Trump, my thought was, would Putin really prefer to have Trump in office or Hillary Clinton? 
like I'm going to go with, you could probably sway one more than you could the other. Same with Joe Biden. Stop saying that it's Russia who's interfering with us. It's, it's not. The, um, the DNI, the director of national uh, mm-hmm. intelligence and the director of the FBI came out the night before the debate last week and they announced publicly that we know that Iran and Russia are attempting to um, interfere. But they also said in the exact same news conference, all of the actions that they are taking are against Trump. Yeah. And it makes sense to me that a foreign nemesis, Mm -hmm. for lack of a better term, would want a Democrat in office. Democrats are historically weaker when it comes to... Mm Uh, national security and mm-hmm. they exactly what i was saying why would you want like what you were just saying somebody who doesn't have a problem calling an intelligent person an idiot you don't want that guy in there who's got his finger right there ready to say no we're pretty much tired with you yeah you'd want the person who's going to be really easily swayed yeah you know i wonder though the national security reputation that democrats have I don't know how realistic it is because if we look back, um, I don't think that they are there. They are always for less defense spending, mm-hmm. but they they don't shy away from starting wars or from getting us engaged in conflict. I do not believe that our country ever started a war. But yeah, the the Russia, Russia, Russia. Um, mentality right now. Yeah, I just wish they would get past it. I do too. They, they, so they they did it. They they decided to go down that route. Yeah, three years ago. Exactly. They got the special prosecutor. They spent did all the hearings. Millions and millions of our dollars. Forty million dollars, yeah. or however much money they spent, and the ultimate result was that there wasn't enough there to do anything. There was what Mueller found was that Trump calls people idiots and Trump mm. says stupid shit. That's what Mueller found. Right. Which we didn't really need to spend $40 million right. to do that. We already Yeah. And that. I love the, the, I love the, um, the way of thinking of Trump haters that well, look at all of these people who got indicted and they were all around him. And you mean to tell me that the guy in the middle didn't have anything yeah. to do with it. But then you start looking at the actual indictments of what these people found. Mm-hmm. These people were doing, tax fraud yeah. 10 years before the campaign. Yeah. Or, you know, they were hiding money in foreign accounts exactly. six years before Trump ran for president. That has nothing to do with Trump. No. Nope. And if you're going to tell me that the FBI agent like Struck, I think his name was, mm-hmm. the one who openly, absolutely hated Trump. Yes. And Mueller, who was clearly out to get Trump. And the... 12 attorneys that he hired who used Mm -hmm. to work for either the Democratic National Mm -hmm. Committee or Hillary Clinton herself. You mean to tell me that those people who didn't find enough to say anything about Trump. Right. And you're still trying to play that. Yeah. That mentality, that Russia, Russia. And it's just not working. It's a personal vendetta. However, bringing up Russia Mm -hmm. is what allowed Trump. Yes, Joe. To bring in the Hunter Biden scandal. And he handled that so well. Yeah, so there was a part of it, there was actually a part of the COVID portion where Trump had a really good dig at Biden um, regarding money. So mm-hmm. he said, when they were talking about COVID, he said, I can't just hide in a basement. Oh, Unlike Joe. Yeah, I'm going to put a lid on this now. Yeah. 
But he said, unlike Joe, who can just hide away for however long he wants to, because he's clearly made a lot of money somewhere. Somewhere. <laughs> but then it just stopped. <laughs> like he didn't he didn't push it at that point. Nope. He just threw that you dig knew in. You knew it was coming. You knew it was coming. Yeah. And once Biden said Russia. That's all that's he all it needed took. here. Yeah. Um, because the next thing was... First of all, nobody's been tougher on Russia than I have. I've put more sanctions on Russia than anybody That's else right. in the country. And by the way, Russia gave you a bunch of money that you right. never answered for. Yeah. How did you get that $500,000? Yeah. And Joe? the only thing Joe says is it's not true. Yeah, it's That's not, true. not true. No. What did they call it? A um, Russia disinformation. Yeah. Russia yeah. Russia disinformation. Yeah. It's an interesting term and a stupid term, in yeah. my opinion. So Biden says, well, you know, I, t I released my tax returns for the past 22 years. So Trump starts to dig in on this Hunter Biden thing. He did. You know, where, how, wh why did you get this money, Joe? Who did you get this money from, Joe? Yep. Are you the big guy, Joe, in the email? <laughs> Are you the one they're holding 10% mm -hmm. for, Joe? And Biden's response was, so I show my tax returns. Where are yours? But you know what? I 100%, again, going back to his, the way that he answered the first question, he was very clear and concise. Yeah. I am more than willing to turn over my taxes. Being audited right now, though, just as an FYI, the IRS doesn't like me. Yeah. Never has. I'm more than happy to turn that around. Over. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I wish Trump would say? Yes, I do. But we promised we wouldn't drop that <laughs> F-bomb anymore. <laughs> I want Trump to look at Joe Biden and say, if you don't think that I paid enough taxes... Mm. It's because of the tax code that you wrote yes. in the past 40 yep. years. 100% correct. He takes advantage of tax codes. Yes. I mean, he's not in jail for tax. If he's been under audit, which I, I'm, a, I'm, I'll take him for his word. I look, I know he I'm lies about shit. I'm assuming he is. No, I would assume somebody in his position is definitely being audited. Probably. Yeah. But if you're being audited for five years and you're still not in jail, there's probably nothing there. Yeah. And if you're okay to prepay your taxes in the manner that he did for well, all those years, I, you know, if that was come true, on. come on, I'm not going to argue. If that, that was true, I don't know that that's true. All they have to do is, I'm sure Biden knows somebody at the IRS. If it wasn't true, we would know by now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably true. Also, <laughs> I mean, look at I, Nixon. I, Nixon didn't go after anybody. He went to the IRS and said, "Hey, you should probably check these people out." Yeah, yeah. I, I would, I would imagine that. It would, if he didn't, I guess if he didn't prepay his taxes, like he claimed to, um, that somebody at the IRS would have, Oh yeah. somebody would have, would have found a reporter now. Oh yeah. in the parking garage, Yeah, you know, at Watergate. Yep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing about Joe Biden immediately going to taxes, and I think where Trump missed a opportunity for a dig, because if, if I was accusing Biden of taking dirty money, which is essentially what Trump's doing. Yeah. How come you didn't pay taxes on that? And he said, I'll show you my taxes. The first thing I would have said was, do you think I'm dumb enough that I think you put that on your taxes? <laughs> <laughs> of course you didn't put that on your taxes. Yeah. I know how you get around it. So the Hunter Biden thing, um, to me, is I feel like, you know, to use the FBI's um, own words, I feel like there is a there there. Oh, I think so. Um, yeah. And nobody's willing to go find it. No, which is the most frustrating thing. Like, where do these journalists, and I, I do my air quotes to Chuck, he's the only one that I can, that can see it, but these journalists, 
Why aren't they asking these questions? Yeah. What are they so afraid of just to say, hey, why don't you tell us about your yeah. son's laptop? Well, and it's it's what we talked about last week. Investigative yeah. journalism is done. There, yeah. There's so few yeah. that are willing to go after the story no matter what the story is. Yeah. It used to not matter what the story was. If there was a story, investigative journalists found it. Yeah. And now you have to be an investigative journalist that works for a certain media source in order to, to chase certain stories. And Which that's shame. so shitty. But I will tell you, I 100% respect the um, gentleman who worked with Hunter Biden, who's now coming out to say, listen, I called him and said, you have until midnight to yeah. have that senator retract what he said about me and my family because he's dragging our name through this. Yeah. And when he didn't hear back from him, he did exactly what he was going to do, going to the FBI and I'm going to the media. Yeah, I'm going public. Yeah. You know, I've, I've started reading more media sources on, on the internet mm-hmm. um, since we decided to do this. Uh-huh. And the only media source that you see Hunter Biden's name right now is the Daily Mail, mm-hmm. which is considered tabloid. Yeah. And Fox. You don't see Hunter Biden's name on CNN. You don't see it. And you, you won't ever see it on CNN. The, the, the place that, and I can't read MSNBC.com. It makes my eyes want to pop out of my head. <laughs> um, but you know what, what news source has really surprised me? Because historically, it's been more of a conservative news site is the Drudge Report. But the but Drudge hates Trump. Um, can I just tell you? Yes, I know. Because um, so my husband used to like that was the first thing that he would go to for his news going to the Drudge Report. Hey, did you know this was written on the Drudge Report? Yeah. Not anymore. Yeah, no. Um, and when I do go, I do check it daily. I still mm-hmm. do check Drudge daily. I've, I've, I have not taken any counts, but I would say it's 85% negative Trump. Wow. Because um, you know how the layout of his of his website is the top stories the, yes. are always up on the top. Yep, in the bullets. And then there's yep. the major story right mm-hmm. in the middle. Um, and then they go, I feel like they go like literally like in, in order of importance mm-hmm. um, down through the site. And, um, yeah, you see very little negative of Biden. It's actually positive Biden stuff. Of course. And I don't remember the last time I saw something positive Trump on the Drudge Report. Again, it goes back to why can't we just find news somewhere? Just facts. Yeah. Well, I don't... Yeah. I, I posted on uh, on Facebook a couple of weeks ago asking people where they get their news and where do they get unbiased news. And one of my cousins posted a graphic of all the news agencies ranked and whether they are right-leaning, left-leaning, or neutral. And I immediately dismissed this graphic because it had NBC and ABC as neutral. Oh, no. And I was like, so I'm not even going to read the rest of this graphic. I'm not even going to look into this because that's ridiculous. That's so not... Mm. So then, you know, there was the question directly to Biden... Is any of the Ukraine dealings or Chinese dealings <laughs> with your son while you were vice president, was it unethical? And he immediately said there was nothing unethical. Nothing unethical. unethical, yeah. Which you This know, needs to be looked into. It needs to be researched. It really needs have, to be figured out. It does. But all you have to do is just go to YouTube and look for Joe Biden talking about how he was instrumental in getting the prosecutor, I believe it was in the Ukraine. Correct me if I'm Yes. Wrong. Got the lead prosecutor fired? Well, why? Was he digging into something that 
that was going on. I mean, it's out there. All you have to do is go the and part watch of it. that story that confuses me is I have seen legit news sources say that's not a legitimate story. That's so I wonder, I wonder because what we, what the the video that you're talking about is Biden in an interview a year yeah. later yeah. saying, I told them that if they don't do this, then I'm not giving them the yeah, money. And he said, so well, I we'll wonder just go though, the president, if, call him. So even though he said that, it doesn't mean that that's actually what happened. But so I wonder if he just lied about that. Why would you even think about voicing that if it wasn't true? Um, because well, why I would think, you even voice it I mean, anyways? If you were an intelligent person, an intelligent person would just zip it. Don't even say anything about it. I do think Biden has a, uh, a wannabe tough guy. Well, sure. Um, yeah. And so, because, you know, he... There's been a couple interviews where he said like, "Oh, I brought that guy behind the dumpster and I punched him in the face," or something <laughs> like, "Or, or, or I, know or I would have brought him behind that building yeah. and smacked him one or something." Okay, like, okay, Joe. Yeah, he has a tough guy image that he tries. Well, to Well, anybody who's got that many Secret Service agents following yeah. him can take anybody behind yeah, right. the dumpster. <laughs> so they they transitioned over to China a bit, um, and mm-hmm. of course, Biden brings up this. Supposedly, the president had um, a secret Chinese. Um, bank, account. bank account. Yeah. And so the way that he explains it off was, I was thinking about doing a deal in China. I opened this bank account in 2013. Mm-hmm. I closed it in 2015 when I decided not to do the, the Chinese deal. Right. Then I decided to run for president. So it was all before I, w- I got into this political world. And again, I take what Trump says sometimes with a grain of salt. I don't know that See, it was but opening, But when it comes to his then. businesses, I don't. <clears throat> I 100% believe that that's exactly what he did. He's not a dumb businessman. Well... <laughs> that's debatable i mean there's he's had hey. a lot of uh a lot of bankruptcies and he definitely plays the system and maybe you well, need to be a smart go. businessman to be able to do that so you could take that from both ends but i love trump's answer not only did he say yes i had this account this is when i opened it this is when i closed it but he also said something along the lines of every single one of my accounts is listed so it's not secret Stop. Why are they calling Why, it a secret yeah. account? <laughs> Which I thought was interesting. Um, He's right. But that's, that is how that's the media the manipulates you. Yes. Yeah, yes. a secret account. Yeah. It's not a secret because you never found it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean it's secret. It's just you never found it. Exactly. Dumb. When they asked about Biden's China strategy, mm-hmm. he said multiple times, I'm going to make them play by international rules. No, he's not. He didn't ever... So he didn't ever, one, what international rules are you talking about? <laughs> it, 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 that brings me back to his COVID plan. I have, right. I'm going to have plan. a plan. Yeah. I'm going to make them follow the yeah. rules. Which but ones? you're not. So do you think that he was talking along the lines of the Paris Treaty? And like, let's take a look at China's environment for a minute. So we have all of these restrictions, not just us, but different countries, all these restrictions put on us. China, they'll all their factories, their sure. air, their air pollution is horrible. Well, yeah. it's not just going to sit in China, right? So if Joe was smart, part of his plan would be, I'm, I'm going to make them clean that up. But he's not going to. Because it's not like it just happened in the last three years. Yeah, and, and so climate change was one of the topics yeah. in the debate also. The Paris Accord, which I think Trump pulled us out of that. Sure did. About 17 seconds after he was he inaugurated. Sure <laughs> And um, one of the things that he said during the the climate change um, conversation was, we had to put all this money up front Mm -hmm. 
And what we agreed to was that we would have increased standards for emissions and, right. and pollution and those types of things immediately. Yes. Where China had until what was it the mid 2030s. Um, yeah. You know, Russia had 10 years to lower their emissions, mm -hmm. but we were paying the majority of the money again. Right. And we agreed to immediately drop our emissions. There has to be some. But again, I think it just goes to you have a group of people who are trying to make us no longer the strongest country in the world. And what's the best way to do that? We're going to pay. We're going to stop doing what we're doing. But everybody else has got. 10, 15, 20 yeah. years. Yeah. I think the mentality behind that is we're going to lead the way. And I always want to live in a country, this country, mm -hmm. leading the way. I really Can do. you tell me what we're leading the way in anymore, my friend? Well, emissions. Well, emissions. This is true. <laughs> well, we were until 17 seconds after Trump got inaugurated. Uh, yeah. I mean... You know, I, I want to le I want to be in the country and I want to live in the country that's leading the way. I do too. I just think that we're not doing it the right way. You, you push, the standards push us into bankruptcy and they push us further into debt. And, you know, we spend all of this money to fix something today that we could take five years to do it and it's going to be almost equally as effective. Mm -hmm. And so, and I think that's a lot, you know, we, Trump talked about during the climate change conversation, he talked about regulations. Yes. Um, and this summer, my mom said to me, when Trump talks about rolling back regulations, what does he mean? Mm -hmm. And the way that I try to describe it to her, and I don't know if I'm completely accurate, but this is how I imagine regulations from a democratic standpoint or Republican standpoint. Okay. So, Let's say, for example, they want our emissions to drop by 30%. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Democrats say, you have five years to drop it by 40%. Yeah. And then we're going to be ahead of the game, and we're going to be the world leader in emissions. <laughs> a Republican will say, okay, that would be fantastic, except... 45% of our businesses are going to go out of business because they can't afford those regulations. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and so why don't we say, let's drop it by 20% in the next five years, and then we'll give you another five years to get to 40. Mm -hmm. That'll be above where we want it to be then. Mm -hmm. We're just going to spread it out a little bit. Right. And then businesses can actually stay in business because they can afford the slower increase in what they're regulated. Mm -hmm. But... Democrats, they want everything regulated immediately, right now, hurry up, and it doesn't matter if you can't afford it, then you shouldn't be But that's business. kind of interesting. I mean, if you look at what you just said, and you compare it to what's happening with small businesses now, since COVID, they're going out of business. They can't yeah. afford it. They can't afford to stay. And I think that that's part of their plan. Yeah. You take away that entrepreneurship that we as Americans have. Well, all you're doing is just going to work for the big companies. Yeah. Yeah. There's no incentive. Like you were saying, if you can, if you just give them the opportunity to slowly get to where you want them to be, they can do it. They'll figure out a way. They're smart. Sure. Yeah. If they weren't smart, they wouldn't have been in business for yeah. as long as they have been. But you have to give them some time to get there. Yeah. You can't say, hey, uh, you can't say to a business whose revenue is $250,000 a year, <laughs> hey, next year you have to spend $95,000 on it on right. fixing your exhaust system. I mean, that it's unrealistic. It's they can't un yeah. do it. Because guess what's going to happen? You're going to start laying off employees. Yeah. 
So, of course, in in very Democratic, uh, typical fashion, Biden opened his climate change answer with climate change is an existential threat to humanity. (laughs) So, you know, I believe in climate change. I think that the climate's changing. I I think Mm -hmm. that there is stuff going on. I don't think it's an existential existential threat to humanity. I think that is fear mongering. Again. Again, I yeah. think that is that is a way to scare people into yeah. believing what he believes because the next sentence was he wants to put out a plan where we are going to retrofit 4 million, 4 buildings, million buildings and 2 million homes to stop energy leaking. And you know what? Good for Trump for calling him out for saying that's not even your plan. Yeah. Like that's, and it's not. Yeah. That's part of the new green AOC AOC, plan, right? Yeah. AOC plus three plan. And they're not, they're going to tear those buildings down. They're not going to, and then they're just going to replace them with thicker windows. (laughs) Yeah. I struggle. I I really struggle with some of these plans. Yeah. The climate change was probably the mic drop of the night, like we mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. And it was an, it was a reverse mic, mic drop. It was. Joe Biden actually said that he wants to transition 100% away from the oil industry. And my probably my favorite line of the entire night was the moderator's line because Trump said, "Would you would you end the oil industry?" And Trump uh, Biden, Biden said, said, "I want to transition away from it." Yes. yes. And the moderator said, "Why what? would you do that?" <laughs> Good for her. In that exact <clears throat> Tone. Tone. Yeah. Why would you do that? Yeah. I mean, she didn't say, can you explain that? No. She didn't say, let's talk about that a little bit more, Mr. Vice President. She said, why would you do that? (laughs) I mean, she was so thrown off by that answer. And I was like, wow. Wow. That's, that's, that's an interesting moderation there. My other, my other very interesting part. And you know, when we bring up this stuff again, let's talk about the first debate for just another quick second. Okay. Trump lost that debate. He did not win that debate. He was an idiot during that debate. He did, and if I we were recording, I can only go on the eight and a half minutes that I saw. And yeah, sorry. if we were recording at that time, I would have been tearing him up. Yes, but to hear Joe Biden say, "I never said I'm against fracking." Oh my! Gosh. I wanted to throw something at the TV. All you have to do is watch one of his commercials. Any, uh, I mean, he's very clear. There's probably 15 examples yes. of him on video. Yes. Have you seen the one where he walks up to a little girl? She's probably, I don't know, 10, 12 years old. And or maybe even a little bit older. She may have been like mid-teens. And he says, I want you to look at me in the eyes. I will end fossil fuel. <clears throat> so passionately. <laughs> and then yeah. to be on TV in front of 60 million people and, and say, say, I, I never, never said, said that. that. Well, you might want to talk to the... Girl who was so, a little freaked out when you said, look at me in the yeah, eyes at first. Right. <laughs> so then today during Trump's rally, mm-hmm. um, I caught a little bit a little bit of it on the news. He actually said, so during the debate, he's, uh, Biden said, I never said that. Right. And Trump responded and said, it's on video, Joe. And he said, show me, put it up. And so Trump said, <laughs> it'll be on it'll my be, website I'll tomorrow. link it on my website. Yes. He played a video at his rally today. He said, can you believe Joe Biden said he never said he would end fracking? And then he goes, play the video. (laughs) And they played 
Did like they a four or five minute video this. oh my gosh of all the times that biden said there's no place in my administration for fracking i'm not i'm going to end fossil fuels we will transition away from the oil industry i mean i looked it up the day after and there are nine million americans who work in the oil industry yes Probably one of my favorite lines of the night was Trump looking directly at the camera after Joe Biden made this stupid fucking statement. Mm -hmm. And he said, are you listening, Texas? Yeah. <laughs> are you listening, Pennsylvania? Yeah. Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ohio. Yeah. You listening? Um, we're going to move on from the debate. I've, I've, I've had enough of it. How do you feel about that? Um, okay I'm with fine that? with that. I do, however, want to point out one other line that I thought was the greatest line. Please. Um, who built the cages, Joe? Mm. I honestly, at that point, stood up in, in the middle of my living room and said, answer it. Go ahead. Answer it. Yeah. Who built the cages? Yeah. Regardless of what the policy was and regardless of how the cages were used, when you publicize pictures of these cages and you say, this is tr these are Trump's cages, these are Trump's cages, this is Trump's policy... No. And your administration are the one who built those cages. Yeah, I'm just utilizing what you guys left yeah. me, remember? That's, that's one of those you got some explaining to do. Unlike the PPEs that you didn't leave me anything. <laughs> right. Just saying, Joe. Yeah. So, Amy Coney Barrett. God bless her. Can I just say, like, whenever I listen to her talk, I feel like I could be such a better American citizen. I really, I do. I loved her after she was sworn in, the speech that she gave <laughs> was probably the most powerful speech I've heard in a long time. Did you have the opportunity to, to I did. watch it? I did. I think what's interesting to me is the... When she the, said, when she described, let me tell you the difference between what I'm going to do and what your job is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think my favorite part of that was how short it was. Yep. Because you can say very powerful things without taking 45 minutes to say it. She actually, she could give a lot of the senators who did her confirmation hearings some lessons. I, I agree <laughs> with you. Oh, I agree with you. I mean, the confirmation hearings are a joke these days. They were horrible this time, though. They were horrible. All I mean, it was was just, in my opinion, just a continual opportunity for a political campaign. Yeah. That's it. Was, it. It, was, it was their own campaigns. It was free 30-minute campaign commercial Yeah, for every single one of them. They were just showboating. Yes. Um, Did you happen to watch the part where, um, oh, I believe the senator's name is White. I want to say it's White House. It could be White Horse. Please excuse me for not knowing exactly. But I get, apparently he had a huge sign up about the, the dark money mm -hmm. and how it went from the Federalist group and going here and going there. And then Ted Cruz, you gotta love a Texan, man. Ted Cruz gets up there and says, well, I, I kind of feel like I'm, I'm kind of out of it because I, I didn't bring a, a huge display with red fuzzy yarn, but I do have this printout here. So see, uh, Senator White Horse House? I think it's House. House. This comes from the internet from, and I'm, I'm sorry, because I don't remember what he said, the Americans for something. Like the source of it, you mean? Yeah, the source of where he got this printed off. Straight line from this senator right to Planned Parenthood. Oh, but wait. It also goes for this organization right to the senator. So if you want to talk about dark money, <laughs> let's talk about the people who are paying you all to make sure that they're still around, to make sure that this stuff is happening. 
Yeah. So shame on you for not knowing and shame on you for not understanding what the 14th Amendment said. Good yeah. for him. A little bit of background on that. So so Senator Whitehouse, did, he took up his entire first 30 minutes without asking a question. Yeah. He gave a uh, a full presentation on this dark money. Dark money. And the last thing he said was, I'll ask you questions about it tomorrow. We're going to have a good discussion about this tomorrow. And then oh, Ted Cruz God. was probably like an hour later. And he, yeah. he basically shut him up. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Um, so Feinstein... Um, can we talk about term limits at some point? Like some of these people have been in there long (laughs) enough. Yeah. If a president can only serve two terms. So how about Feinstein, her own party ripping her apart? Because at the end of the confirmation hearings, she thanked and hugged the, um, the chairman of the judiciary committee Mm. and said, um, those were probably the best hearings I've ever taken part of. She did not say, I'm going to vote for this lady now. She didn't say Mm. anything other than you presided over a very civil, enjoyable three days of hearings. And her party now wants her to resign from the Judiciary Committee. They probably don't want her to run. They're probably going to primary her the next time to try to get her out. Yeah. If she doesn't retire. Yeah. Because she was thankful and showed publicly... By the way, to somebody who she's been friends with for 30 years. Yeah. Um, it's just so ridiculous. You got to toe that line. You know, you and I, and um, this has nothing to do with the hearings, but you and I have talked about one of uh, Arizona's senators, uh, Kristen Cinema, mm. And you have actually enlightened me about how the hard time that she's gotten from her own party. Because when she went in, she was very clear in saying, I'm... I'm a bipartisan and you have taught me that what did you say? Like 60% of the time she votes with president Trump. Yeah. Yeah. And I would not have expected that, but to know to really, after you told me that and to start looking into it and to see the flack that she gets from her own party and doing what she told us that she was going to do. Yeah. It's not about my party. It's about what's right for the people in Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she's been a pleasant surprise, Yeah, uh, in my opinion. Um, I would actually vote for her again. She is one of the very few Democrats I'm willing to vote for right now. Uh, I would agree with you. Are you talking about for our state? Yeah. Or across the, yeah, for our state. Um, yeah. I mean, there's some across the country that I, would, I could pick and choose and say, oh, I wish he was my senator. or mm-hmm. and, and, and it could very well be a Democrat. Uh, can I just throw out who I think the next candidate for presidency should be? Only if it's the name that I'm thinking you're going to say. Dan freaking Crenshaw. Like, I just really want him to, like, you know what? It could be a Pence Crenshaw ticket. There you go. Boom, boom. Yeah, I'd probably vote against that. I know you would, just because <laughs> of the first one. But I, I'm telling you, I, I, he doesn't need to. He does not need to um, go the route of vice president. He needs to actually stay away from vice president. To be honest with you, because um, not a lot of vice presidents. If vice presidents ascend up into the presidency, they're usually not very successful. He also, hmm. as opposed to going from the House of Representatives to Senate, yeah. I kind of hope he runs for governor of Texas and then goes towards the presidency. Governors. I bet that there's a lot of people in Texas who would agree with Governors you. have been more successful in the presidency yeah. than even senators have been. Yeah. So. Hmm. Um, I never thought about, I'm, 
you know what? Just save the country, Dan. Yeah. Just save the country. Yeah. So I started following Dan Crenshaw probably about a year and a half ago because one of our obscure lunches at <laughs> Panera Bread. Yeah. You had mentioned him to me. Yeah. Kind of a, hey, just check this guy out. Tell me what you think yeah. of him. And now I listen to his podcast regularly. I follow him on social media. He's, yeah. So he's can a very I just tell you, guy. my son got the Dan Crenshaw book autographed for my husband for Father's Day. No kidding. Yeah. I got a freaking puppy and he gets oh. a book that <laughs> my husband's like, did you wash your hands before you touch that? Like, <laughs> yeah. Did you feed that dog? Uh, that's awesome. <laughs> Let's just touch on the process of the Supreme Court. Okay. Um, nominee. Oh, okay. Yes. You know, I was going to say tragically, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Ginsburg passed away. Um, she had been very sick for a very long time. Yeah. You know, God rest her soul. She was a pioneer. I mean, she she led the way for a lot of women. I didn't know a whole lot about her mm-hmm. um, before she passed away, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of the things that I've heard about her since, she yeah. was a pretty amazing woman. But so she passes away like, I don't know, like 45 days before her presidential election. Yeah. And, you know, Republican president, Republican Senate, they they jam it through. They so they do. get it done, I don't know, in like 30 days or something. They, they get this lady nominated. They get hearings. They get her approved. Mm-hmm. And so I think they should have just waited. Wow. Um, I don't. I, I Yeah, I knew that you wouldn't. <laughs> um, and I'm not saying it just because it's a Republican president and a Republican Congress. Obama did the same thing. Unfortunately, he had, he didn't have the, the Senate. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, he didn't. And, you know, it's, it goes back to that saying that we've all heard a lot lately. Elections have consequences. Yeah. And I get that. Here's the thing. Okay. (laughs) Tell me the thing. This shit's going to come back and bite them in the ass. If in three months, the leaders of our country are Biden, Pelosi, and Schumer. Please. There's going to be... A lot of stuff shoved down our throat that I think the majority of Americans would be like, hold, hold on. What are you guys doing? It's a little late for that. And, and they're going to say, they're going to say, you want to shove a Supreme Court justice down our throat? Then we're going to shove what we want down your throat. And, I, I, and, and it makes me nervous. We're not in the Reagan, Tip O'Neill, let's work with each other days of politics anymore. Which was another great line that Trump threw out in the debate. Joe, you got to learn to work with them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. When, uh, yes. One of the 47 times that Trump said, Why didn't you do it when you were in office? Yeah. Why well, you want to do all we these had things? Because we a Republican Senate. He you said, Because we had a Republican Congress. Yeah, yeah, that was a great line. Um, so, yeah, I mean, my, you know, I just think that they should have waited. Um, if they were so confident that Trump's going to win, mm-hmm. I think they would have waited. Um, I think that there's a lot of trepidation about whether or not he's going to win. And, you know, we're, we're all going to know. Yeah. Well, I was going to say election. I was going to say we're all going to know in a week, but no, we I won't. think I think it's safer to say election days in a week. I don't election know when we're going to know. Yeah. Um. So I disagree with you because it's the president's like that's part of his job. Yeah. He's got to do it. Doesn't matter when it is. And good for him for doing it. Other presidents have done it. And so I don't they, I don't hold anything against Trump for putting putting forth a nominee. That's mm-hmm. exactly what he should have done. Mm-hmm. That That is exactly the way that the Constitution is written. That's what he should have done. I have a hard time balancing in my head that Obama nominated somebody nine months before an election, four mm-hmm. years ago, mm-hmm. and Mitch McConnell, who, by the way, 
Mitch McConnell, whether you agree with him or not, mm-hmm. he knows everything there is to know about the Senate. He knows every rule. He knows every loophole. He knows exactly how to run the Senate in a way that's advantageous to himself and to his party. So mm-hmm. good for him. Yeah. I mean, he, he is a brilliant statesman in that aspect. Mm-hmm. Not his policies, not all that other shit, but he knows how to, he knows how to run the Senate. Right. And so he was able to not even give Judge Merrick hearings. And then he was able, if, in nine months, and then mm-hmm. he was able to get somebody else confirmed in, you know, 35 days, which, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, so there's two ways of looking at it. You can look at it your way, or you could possibly say, maybe Mitch learned his lesson and he decided I'm not going down that road again. We're going to go ahead and have these Senate hearings now. Yeah. I don't know what lesson that would have been, but. <laughs> just saying. So, so the, just to end this, this week, you have breath, to work let's talk with about, what you've, you've got, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, you know, just kind of wrap things up, you know, thanks again for joining me tonight. It was, it was so much fun talking about this crap thanks that's for going inviting on. Me. Um, I, you know, I, I look back, everybody that I've said that the name of our podcast is what the hell just happened. Everybody goes, Oh my God, that's the perfect name because <laughs> this shit is so ridiculous right now. I wanted to point out as we close this week, I think Trump has the ability to say, fuck you better than anybody yeah, else it does. in the world. <laughs> So a month Without ago, actually saying it, right? Yeah. So a month ago, he has this Rose Garden ceremony introducing Amy Comey Barrett, Coney Barrett. And it is accepted that mm-hmm. that ceremony was a super spreader ceremony yes. of COVID. Yeah. To the point that Trump and his wife and child got it. Right. Probably from that ceremony. And then he plays the game that he played over the next month, you know, yeah, I'm sick. Yep. I'm going back. I'm going to go have rallies. I'm going to do, you know, so this man who had COVID eight days ago is now standing in front of a rally with, you know, 12, 15, 18,000 people. So that's his first Mm -hmm. fuck you. Then she gets confirmed last night. (laughs) And where was that confirmation done at? He brings her to the fucking (laughs) Rose Garden. (laughs) When I turned the TV on last night, I got home and they said, coming up in about 10 minutes, the swearing in ceremony for Supreme Court Associate Justice Amy Coney Barrett, live from the Rose Garden, I shook my head and I laughed and I said, this might be, depending on the election results, it might be Trump's last fuck you to the Democrats. And a big one at that. But that's exactly, that is exactly what that was. He was... I'm going to have these rallies and I'm going to go right back to the Rose Garden. Yeah. He does it like nobody else. He does. And you know, when I was growing up, I remember saying to a lot of people, I wish we could have a politician that would talk like us. And I wish we'd have a politician that that would tell it like it is. (laughs) And I think we've got it. And we don't like it. And half the country is pissed off. Yeah. Because we started this whole podcast talking about, well, he called somebody an idiot. idiot. Yeah. 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 But that's what we would say. That's what we would say if we were hypothetically in a situation where we worked together and somebody (laughs) made a decision to go one certain way, we would look at each other and go, what a fucking idiot. Yeah. Not that we ever have. I promise you we have. Okay. More than once. You're right. Probably more than once. Even in the same meeting, like looking at each other like. Yeah. Oh. Mm -hmm. It's true. I actually called several people an idiot today. I'm sure of it. (laughs) 
Well, Beth, thank you for joining me again this Thanks week. For asking um, it was me. a lot of fun. It was. And we'll be back next week. So next week, Ooh, election. election week. Yeah. We are going to record the night before the election. Yeah. And the night after. So we're <laughs> going to have two episodes next week. Yeah. Um, talking about what the hell just happened. Can't wait. Thank you. Bye.